This is Financially Tuned with Michael Mansfield from The Lind Group. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. With 10 years of experience in the financial industry, Michael provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect harmony. And now, here is Michael Mansfield to help you find out how to be financially tuned. Hey, and welcome to another episode of Financially Tuned Radio. I'm your host, Mike Mansfield. I'm a certified financial planner with the Lynn Group located in Ventura, California, right there on Victoria across from the Government Center. Today, we're going to be talking about Medicare, some of the Medicare changes, how it might affect you. And uh, as always, with me is my good, good friend and co-host, Tony Shore. Tony, thanks for joining us to talk about the excitements of Medicare. How you doing? <laughs> well, you know what? I'm doing great. My pleasure, Mike. It's great to be on the show again. And I just wanted to say thanks for having me on. It's uh, fun to be on the radio and uh, being on with you makes it even more fun. We oh, uh, usually have absolutely. a good time. If only listeners could hear what we talk about off air, um, <laughs> the show might be, a, it would be funnier. I don't know if it would be as informative right. um, or if we'd have any listeners, but um, it's always fun to do the show, and I, this is an important topic today. Um, I'm glad you brought this up because uh, I've got questions for you about this. I know there are some changes, but sure. before we get into that, yeah, I've, I seriously have been so busy lately with the kids and work. How about you? What have you been up to? You've been just, I'm sure you've just been kicking back, taking no, it easy. That's all I do, you know? It's just I live the good <laughs> life, right? Yeah. No, you know, with the social security changes, we've just been uh, we've been swamped, we'll say, of really rerunning people's retirement plans and recreating those social security analysis because the changes have affected a lot of people. I've already had two meetings today where uh, with their income plans, I said, hey, look at this column of money that we created, this 50000 of income that no longer exists due to the new social security changes. So Yikes. it's been pretty painful and pretty impactful on the people that we're working with. So. We always put the theme out there for everybody listening. If you have questions about Social Security, especially these new changes, you might want to give us a call, 805-500-7035, and we'll let them know how they impact you. All right. Well, that sounds really good. Uh, I really appreciate that, Mike, and I, our listeners, I'm sure they'll give you a call and they'll appreciate it as well, especially uh, for those listeners who have not yet filed for Social Security, uh, especially if you're reaching your full retirement age right now. Um, you only have so long to take advantage of some of the filing strategies. Um, now, let's look at the situation here. Um, speaking of changes to Social Security, how about Medicare? Now, they've made some changes uh, to Medicare recently as well, right? Yep. So part of the uh, couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the bipartisan budget agreement and how that was affecting Social Security. Yeah. Well, by the way, it affects uh, Medicare, too, in a more interesting way for many people, but still, uh, changes are changes. And so there's a, there's a nifty thing that when the government created Social Security and Medicare and these different entitlement programs, there was a law built inside them that was called the Hold Harmless. And what it means is, to a simple degree, is that when people are collecting Social Security, by law, their Social Security check can never go down. 
And so most people, when they have Social Security, they have their Medicare Part B premium, which is currently $104.90 a month, deducted automatically. And so, well, we have a great economy. Things are booming. They're going so gangbusters that there's no cost of living adjustment next year. And so Yikes. the problem is if Social Security is not going to have a cost of living adjustment in 2016, they can't legally raise the Medicare Part B premium due to inflation inside of it either because that would actually lower people's Social Security checks that hold uh, harmless law. I know. So that creates a, a wonky mess. And what it what happens is, is since Medicare can't raise premiums to cover some of their new costs, they're basically penalizing penalizing and adding giving that new penalty to people signing up in 2016. So that's kind of the main problem with it. When you look wow. at the math behind the whole deal, Tony, you, the the penalty originally was supposed to be somewhere around like 50, 52%. It was supposed to go from about 104.90 a month up to somewhere around 155 bucks a month. Pretty big jump. You yeah. Know, at least that's a huge increase. Yeah. yeah. And so, when they created the bipartisan budget deal, uh, Boehner and the people working on it, they were able to get Medicare Part B premiums a little under control. They brought it down to 120 a month with a $3 surcharge to pay off some type of loan they're doing to offset the costs. And so for people coming into Medicare in 2016, your new premium is going to be $123 a month instead of 105 basically. Okay. But certainly better than 155 Yeah. So, so right Much in the middle. Middle of the Much road. better. Yeah. But any increase for people on a fixed income or a lot of retirees out there is not good. Yeah. And this is, it's funny because this is a part of the law that nobody really understood or nobody ever really knew about because it only comes into play when there's no cost of living adjustments. And there's only been three periods or three years in the history of Social Security where there's been no cost of living adjustments. So the trivia question, Tony, when were they? When were those three years? Yeah, no cost of living adjustment on Social Security. Ooh, boy, that's a that's a they tough one. They were all in the last five years. They were? Yeah. Wow, wow. All three of them, 2010, 2011, and now 2016. So I had no idea. Yeah, I had how, no idea. I had, heard, I had heard about the one this year, and I don't yet collect Social Security. But what? I would, you sound I was, like you would. <laughs> oh, Mike, there's that sense of humor, and it's critical. <laughs> and I do mean critical, that sense of humor of yours. But but seriously, I uh, it, it makes me livid that they try to justify not giving a cost of living increase. And the way those colas are calculated, I've read through it, mm. or I've tried, it's ridiculous. I mean, we're not going to talk about how they do it because it's really, um, it's overly complicated. It's overly, well, just I want to use the word stupid. The way yep. they calculate. Yeah. No, it is. They, they, it's selective reasoning. Yeah, but but the people who this affects are retirees who aren't commuting every day to work, so they're not using gas there. Mm -hmm. Unless unless they're um, unless they're one of the rare couples that decides to spend their retirement cruising around in an RV, and there are those out there, and that's fun. Yeah. But unless you have an RV um, in retirement, you're not using that much gas. And right. that's not really helping you save money, uh, the gap, the lower gas prices. So I, they just, uh, that cost of living adjustment, wouldn't it be funny if they actually based it off the cost of living increases? 
Well, look, hey, you know, it was just a month ago or something that that a dozen of eggs was six dollars. So yeah, th- there's no such thing as price increases. <laughs> yeah, the next time you uh, go uh, try to buy a movie ticket, clothing, uh, groceries, anything like that, tell me there's not uh, the cost of living hasn't gone up exponen- exponentially, or buy medication, or go have to pay. Right. How about insurance costs? They go up every year, and retirees have to pay those. Oh, wait. Uh, they don't get factored into cost of living adjustments for Social Security. Right. So since there's no such thing as inflation, no one will be getting their um, income increase next year. Yeah. that's. <laughs> so it's only happened three times in three years. It's only happened three different years, and it's all been in the Ever. last five years. Yeah, isn't that funny? So something, something's a-changing. But yeah. the um, you know, but it's amazing, you know, the the premium increase even from 105 to 120, that's a lot of money for real people. It's a real dollar amount coming out of their paycheck as a percentage because it's you know it's a 15 percent increase or something, like typical healthcare. You know, sure. for the for the lucky people out there that actually make money, it's even more painful as a percentage. I mean, if you're looking at the high income penalties on Medicare, if you're one of the 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 higher earners, which to be fair, you know, isn't a ton, ton, ton of money, but it's it's up there. Um, the high side of Medicare premiums right now for just Part B is like three hundred and seventy dollars a person. So oh wow, <laughs> think oh, about wow. that as a skewing from from one hundred and five a month. Wow. So so they adjusted. If you make more money, they're really going after you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's it's not too much if you're a working individual and you're and you're an individual household. You have you have penalty increases starting at eighty five thousand of income. If you're married couple, you have penalty increases starting at about a hundred and seventy thousand. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and they and they perk up pretty quickly. And when you start taking a number like three seventy, and you times that by two for a husband and wife, and they haven't even purchased supplements or gap insurance or anything like that, owning health insurance in retirement is a pretty expensive hobby. Yeah, yeah, it is, and it's. And it's sad that you even would have to put it in those terms. I mean, you know, everybody um, is going to be needing it. It's not like it's a hobby or something that you can uh, avoid. Uh, yeah. We all we all need it. And the older we get, the more we need it. Right. So um, that's not good. Well, you know what? We have to take a quick commercial break right here, Mike. Is there anything you'd like to add before we do? Hey, just, you know, like I said, we've been talking a lot about the social security changes, the Medicare changes, all of those things are going to impact people's retirement plans, their income plans, what they're going to do, their retirement dates. If you need help organizing that information and you need some direct answers on on good, bad, ugly of what's happening in your retirement situation, give us a call. Give me a call. 805-500-7035. My uh, website, thelindgroup.com, you can find us, you can call us, you can submit your information. Be more than happy to give you a complimentary consultation to sort out some of this stuff for you. Excellent. Well, thanks for that. And we're going to be right back, listeners, to continue our discussion with Mike Mansfield right here on Financially Tuned. In today's volatile environment, making sure your scales are balanced has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if not properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. At The Lynn Group, we created a report that has general guidelines for proper allocation of your retirement and investment assets called the Rule of 100. You can download your own complimentary Rule of 100 report at financiallytunedradio.com or call us today at 805-500-7035. 
And welcome back to Financially Tuned. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. And as always, the host of the show, our financial expert, Mike Mansfield. Now, Mike, in the in the first segment, we were talking about the changes uh, that are being made to Medicare, and you were filling us in on that. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's very interesting. And uh, I kind of went off the rails because I always get frustrated because you brought up COLA's cost of living increases. And uh, we won't go into that again, but that always frustrates me. And uh, I just hate to see seniors taken advantage of, whether it's by the government or rising right. costs. But now Medicare, the basics for our listeners out there, um, help me out here. Uh, uh, Medicare has basically four parts, A, B, C, and D, right? Yeah, you call it that. Well, let's 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 break them down though. So you've got Part A. Yeah. Part Part A is your hospital insurance. So if you okay. paid into social into Social Security and into Medicare, then the government generally doesn't charge you for Part A. They they consider that they're fully subsidizing your hospital insurance, okay. which is nice. So that's generally for most people no out of pocket expense. Then you have Part B, and so Part B covers the doctor stuff. Part B is something that has an expense. We were just talking about it right now. It's $104.90 a month for new people coming in next year. It's going to be somewhere around $123 a month. If you are lucky enough to make any money, you could be paying even more than that based on a high earner penalty. But for the sake of argument, somewhere between $104 and $123 is where most people are at. So when you have Part A and Part B, everybody's heard of the donut hole, the gap. Um, Medicare covers what they say approximately 80% of your expenses when you just have Part A and Part B coverage. So you go get hit by a train and you have a million dollar bill. 80% of that's covered, so you only owe $200,000. Hooray. See how easy that is? That's awesome. Yeah, that's not easy at all. Yeah. So when you get into the 80% coverage, that's where you start introducing different things, the gap coverage. You have supplements, you have Medicare Advantage, some different things like that. So for most people, when you turn 64 and a half, these are like special mile markers in life. So you turn 64 and a half and all of a sudden the post office loves you. They're they're (laughs) your new best friend. You're gonna get bombarded with mail. And what is this mail that you're getting? All the mail on earth that you get says, oh my goodness, congratulations, you're almost 65. You by all means need a Medicare supplement plan F policy. That's what everything will say, that's what everything sells. And to be fair, the plan F is the Cadillac. It's the it's the policy that covers everything. You pay your monthly premium. You go to any doctor as a PPO. You go to the hospital. They even cover uh, $50,000 of medical care out of the country in foreign hospitals. And then the good one, depending on the companies, you get the silver sneakers. Silver sneakers with a plan F says, hey, you get a free gym membership. So if you're going to the YMCA and paying 40 bucks a month, you no longer need to pay that. So there's some nice benefits to the Plan F, but it is the most expensive, generally speaking. It is the Cadillac. It covers the most. It's the most robust. Um, It's hard to talk about the premium rates because premiums are are different for ages. They're also different for the area you live in. L.A. County could be different than Santa Barbara County and things like that. But if I had to throw just a ballparky number at the whole thing, Per person, you're kind of in the 170 to 180 range around 65 with signing up for Medicare Plan F to have a comprehensive package of health insurance. Well, you're not done there. They want you to buy more stuff because, you know, 
people love you and they, they want your money. And so the next thing that you have to look at if you purchase a plan F is you look at a plan D. And the plan D is your prescription drug plan. So this is what would you know subsidize the cost for all those expensive drugs that you might or might not need. Now drug plans, there's some variance on the ranges, but those things could cost you 20 to 40 bucks a month. And so if you decide to go the supplement route, you've got to pay part B. So there's a 105 or 123 or whatever it is. You've got your plan F for, I don't know, 180 or something like that. You've got your prescription drug plan for, you know, 20, 40 bucks a month. So we're just kind of adding this stuff up and you end up paying a nice solid 300 bucks ish or more a month per person. So if you're married, you've got six or $700 a month in monthly health insurance premiums. Yikes. And those increase every year or two, depending on the company and carrier. So over time it just gets more and more expensive. And so, you know, pretty easily you should all be considering, you know, eight to 10, $12,000 a year for just health insurance premiums in retirement. Wow. Well, there's another route, right? We've all heard of the uh, elusive Medicare Advantage. What is that? Nobody yeah, ever advertises that? it because, you know, I can explain why, but I probably shouldn't on the radio. Um, Medicare Advantage is a little different. What you do is you go to an insurance company and you turn over all of your Medicare rights to them to manage. And most Medicare Advantage companies have a negligible or no monthly premium. So instead of paying for a plan F and a, and a plan D and paying, you know, 200 bucks a month, you pay no, no bucks a month. The difference is if you end up using the doctor, you have to pay for the negotiated costs till you hit an annual max out of pocket. So kind of like traditional health insurance. And those annual max out of pockets could put you in the neighborhood of two to $3,000. So this is interesting because what's what's right for you, what fits your situation? And we've seen it all. I have a lot of people that want a Plan F supplement because they like the idea of paying a monthly premium because it's simple. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to hassle with it. It is what it is. It solves their problems. And they know they're covered for everything. Then. And they know they're just covered. You know, problem solved. We don't have to get into it. At the same time, if we have healthy individuals that that are in the in the the line of gambling and want to say, Hey, what if I went six months or I went 18 months or two years or three years without any health issues? Maybe Medicare advantage would be a better deal for me. I get a pocket, all my monthly premiums and heaven forbid, I got hit by that train. I'm only in this whole thing for my max out of pocket, which mysteriously adds up to about the same as what monthly supplement premiums add up to. So we've always equated it on a lot of different fronts to someone's aptitude for what they're looking for. Do they need something very simple or do they like the idea of negotiated costs? And also health is a huge factor. If someone is has a very thick medical record and they don't have any life expectancy or longevity due to major health stuff going on regularly, then supplements are generally the more appropriate way to go for the simplicity of managing your health events. If we have abnormally healthy individuals that never need to see doctors, you get to roll the dice a little bit with Medicare Advantage and say, hey, if I can go a while without needing uh, medical care, maybe I can keep some money in my pocket. Everybody just has to be really careful with this because different companies have different rules and different bells and features. So AARP, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, whoever, Kaiser, whatever you're trying to do, you need to understand the pros and the cons of the different plans. Some companies don't allow you to go from Medicare Advantage to Medicare Supplement. 
So you run out to get the cheap one to find out you can't convert without going through medical underwriting. That could be a problem, but there are some companies that do allow you to. So there's a lot of pitfalls with this. I would say, you know, as Tony and I are talking about it, if you're at the age, we actually have an in-house Medicare specialist. Her name's Tana here. She works in our office right across from the government center, handles all of our Medicare for all of our clientele. If you guys have any Medicare questions, need to sort out the pros and cons of each scenario, each company, just call us, 805-500-7035. You can come in, meet with us, meet with Tana, and we can sort out your Medicare woes. Now, when we get to talking about Medicare and healthcare costs, especially in retirement, it, it makes me think of long-term care costs and things like that. Uh, right. How does that how does that fit into the planning that you do? And I'm sure this comes up a lot. Oh, sure. You, you have to realize, Tony, uh, long-term care is probably a part of Medicare that is the biggest misconception of what is it, what does it cover, and how does it work for me? I have plenty of people that come in all the time saying, hey, I've got Medicare, so I've got my long-term care covered. And that is just flat out not true. But there are things that Medicare do cover that are beneficial, and so we'll, we'll kind of vet through those. So first and foremost, Medicare does not cover long-term care, long-term care facility, nursing home type stuff. They do cover skilled nursing facility stays for short periods of time. And so what happens is if you uh, had a stroke or heart attack or whatever it was and you went to the hospital, you have to be admitted into a hospital. If you're admitted into a hospital for three days, then you can qualify through Medicare to go to a skilled nursing facility. Now, let me warn everybody. My grandmother unfortunately has been having failing health for a number of years. And so we've been dealing with this stuff very specifically. And so something changed in the beginning of 2015. Some of the laws and some of the rules changed. And um, jokingly, it kind of brought up all that death panel stuff again. But what happened was my grandmother got sick and she went to the hospital. She, in fact, had a stroke last March. And we went to the ER. They admit her into the hospital. This was on a Sunday. And it was now Wednesday, and so we were talking to the person in charge of the case and said, okay, well, you know, I, I think we're getting where we need to transfer her over to the skilled nursing facility at the Victoria Care Center. And they said, oh, I'm sorry, you don't have your days. And I said, what are you talking about? We came here on Sunday. It's Wednesday. What do you mean I don't have my days? And so in 2015, something changed. They changed the wording to say, even though someone's in a hospital, they can no longer necessarily have to be called admitted. They can be called under observance. And so they have this category of called admitted observance, where you're not actually counting towards your Medicare three-day rule to qualify for skilled nursing. So this is something that if anybody's listening and you go to the hospital, your parents go to the hospital, family member goes to the hospital, you need to talk to the, the person in charge and see if they've actually admitted them and every single day confirm that they still have them at admitted status because they need to be at the admitted status for three days to qualify. So even though grandma was sick, had a stroke, wasn't right, had paralysis, all these things going on, they were saying that she was under admitted or observance status, therefore not qualifying for her Medicare. These are just the crazy rules that are starting to complicate our ability to take advantage of our Medicare benefits. So if you do get the three days of admitted, you can then transition to a skilled nursing facility. Uh, you get the first 20 days for free, and then you get the next 
basically 21 to 100 days at a at a at a discounted cost and and then after 100 days though skilled nursing via medicare is all over it's a done deal you're either going home you're staying there and paying for it out of your own diamond pocket and just to be clear if someone wants to stay here in town at the victoria care center I think that's a nice round $7,000 bill a month. So it's not cheap stuff. So you need to understand that. Now, the problem is, is when we get old and we get sick and we go to a nursing facility, let's think about it. If someone gets hurt and you go to the hospital and you get out in a week, maybe you recover, right? But if you're so sick that you go to a nursing facility and you have to stay there for 100 days, do you think you're hopping out of bed on day 101, Tony? No. Yeah, probably not. If you're sick that long and, yeah. and have that much ailment, your your care continues beyond that point. And that's where the real risk to retirement planning and unfortunately being sick and, and growing old come from. So you need to have a plan of what that means and how that happens. Um, after 100 days, it's all out of pocket. It's all your problem. My, um, you know, my grandmother went lives regularly at the Gables in Ojai, and it's $6,000 a month for just the regular package for her to be there. So this is expensive stuff. Now, granted, there's another variable to all this, which is the confusion part, and that is if you get to a point where doctors feel they can no longer treat you, they generally transition you to something called hospice. Hospice is, is not treatment anymore. It's about comfort measures. What can we do to keep this individual comfortable for the rest of their life? whether that's a short period of time or a long period of time. And Medicare does cover the nurses coming in and they cover the medications for hospice. So if you do finally get to that point where doctors can no longer treat you, they cannot improve you, they cannot get your condition better, and you go into hospice, Medicare does step in. Where Medicare does not help, though, is they don't help with the additional care that you might need. The nurse will come in to check you and administer medications but they're not covering the cost of caring for you and bathing you and taking you to the bathroom or the or the rent, uh, you know, or the the actual cost the of rent. the facility, right? Well, I was assuming they were living in their car and doing this, so I wasn't yeah. counting that. Yeah. Well, some t- some hospice facilities have their own facility. Some mm-hmm. are in people's homes, so right. yeah, it doesn't cover that cost either. You know, it's time for us to uh, go. We're out of time for today's show, ah. Mike. It's been a good one though. Now, there's just so much information with this stuff, and that's what's tough is we have a, a, a brief show to try to explain to people hours and hours of conversation that they need to be having with us. And that's really the takeaway. There's so much to talk about with Medicare, with Social Security, with long-term care, with all these things that are going to impact your retirement and financial plans that we can only advocate that you reach out to us. You call us at our office, 805-500-7035. You visit us on our website, thelindgroup.com. Heck, you can come kick down the front door at the office Monday through Friday at 801 South Victoria, right across from the government center if you want to. Or just knock and open it. Well, it's been, a, it's, it's been a great show. It's been a great show. And uh, thanks, Mike. A lot of great stuff. But that does it for today's episode of Financially Tuned with Mike Mansfield. Thank you for listening to Financially Tuned. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Michael Mansfield at The Lind Group. Call 805-500-7035 or visit their website at financiallytunedradio.com.
All matters discussed during the show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.